Hello, Priya. Hello. I've got a clinical scenario for you. Um, a 25-year-old female with hemoglobin um, SS, sickle cell disease, presented to any with um, chest pain and abdominal pain, not responded to paracetamol at home. The observations showed temperature of 37.5, heart rate of 110, blood pressure of 125 over 60, respiratory rate of 20, and saturating 98% on one liter of oxygen. How do you start to assess the patient and what are the key components in history and examination you would like to obtain? Okay, so first of all, um, I would take an ABCD approach for this patient. Um, I would like to check her airway. Um, you mentioned her saturations were 98% on one litre, so I would like to make sure we examine her chest um, because I'd be worried about this being a potential complication with her sickle. Um, measure her heart rate and blood pressure as well. Um, and also look for any signs of infection. In terms of a history, I'd like to know a bit more about her painful crisis, you know, exactly where the pain is localised and the sites of pain as well. Um, you mentioned that she'd taken some painkillers at home, so I would like to know what she normally takes at home as well. Um, in terms of a painful crisis, um, I would like to know how many painful crises she's had in the last 12 months, um, how many resulted in her being admitted to A&E, um, and more importantly, if she's known to the haematologist, either within our hospital or in a specialist centre, and importantly, whether she's got an integrated care plan with them, because often this would have a pain management plan for them as well. Um, in terms of going through uh, systematically her medical history, um, finding out if she's ever previously had any significant complications from her sickle cell, so imp importantly, any chest crises, whether she's had transfusions in the last year or so. Um, I would like to go through her medication. Um, what, apart from the analgesia, if she is taking anything else, for example, folic acid, which all patients should be on, as well as penicillin B. Um, I would like to go through her family history just to find out how other siblings have been affected. Um, as she is female, um, I would also want to take a more sexual history, um, importantly when her last menstrual period was, um, because pregnancy would be a, a something to be considering in this patient. Um, and I'd also like to know about, you know, um, any other potential triggers for this crisis. Okay. And how would you examine the patients? So examination, um, I would want to um, listen to her chest, um, certainly looking for any signs of any infection. Um, I'd like to examine her abdomen as well. Um, in particular, I'd be looking for an enlarged liver or spleen, as I know these patients can get, um, I think it's called sequestration or something like that, um, where the spleen or liver get enlarged and can cause pain. Um, and in, I would also like to look for any um, other evidence of any complications like leg ulcers or anything else from her sickle cell disease. Um, and in terms of sort of bedside tests, um, you know, again, checking observations, I would be interested to know what her saturation is like on room air. Um, and I'd also like to check a urine dipstick for infection and also do a pregnancy test as well. Okay. Now, what um, investigations or blood tests you would do on this patient? Um, so I would like to do a full blood count, uh, looking at her haemoglobin level. Um, I'd be interested to know what her baseline haemoglobin is. I know these patients tend to have a slightly lower haemoglobin compared to other people. Um, I don't know whether it's possible in all labs, but I think you can check how much sickle cells there are. I think it's called an S percentage or something like that. 
Um, I'd also like to look at her kidney and liver function. Um, I would normally, I think we check for hemolysis. So I think her reticular site count and LDH as well. Um, and I'd also look, like to look at her infection markers. Um, for completion, apart from these blood tests, um, I would like to do an ECG and a chest X-ray as well. Okay, so you have received some uh, laboratory results um, for the FBC. It showed a um, white cell count of 14, hemoglobin of 78, platelet count of 450, and neutrophil count of 8.5, with a slightly raised CRP of 25. How do you interpret these results and do they change your management? Um, so I think in normally in a crisis, um, these patients can have raised white cell counts and slightly raised CRP. Um, I think if she does have some infective symptoms, I'd still be quite cautious and cover her for infection with um, IV antibiotics. The hemoglobin might actually be normal for her. So again, I'd like to look at the trend. Um, I would like to make sure that a group and screen sample has been sent um, with her other blood tests in case we need to transfuse her. Um, so I think overall, it wouldn't necessarily change my management. It would just mean that she definitely needs admission and needs um, monitoring. Okay. A couple of hours later, you received another call from the nurse looking after the patient. And she told you that the patient had been saturated 90% on room air. What are the next steps and how would you manage the patient now? Um, so I would be, again, go to immediately assess the patient, take an ABCD approach. Um, my biggest concern would be that this patient is going into an acute chest crisis. Um, so I, um, I would like to examine and confirm this. Um, again, I would like to check her saturations, uh, listen to her chest, perform an urgent chest X-ray um, and take an arterial blood gas. Um, I would like to escalate this to my seniors and also in particular to intensive care unit as well. Um, I would like to ensure that she has good venous access. Um, um, importantly, um, if she, she is going to chest crisis, I need to make sure that there's blood ready for her because we may need to do, um, I think it's called an exchange transfusion for this patient. Um, I mean, other differentials could be that she has had a PE, um, so that is something to consider as well. Um, although ideally all these patients should have, um, I think, low molecular weight heparin when they come into hospital anyway as prophylaxis. Um, and then I guess another differential would be worsening infection. Um, but again, I'm hoping that the chest X-ray would show this too and I would escalate antibiotics as necessary. Okay, very good and very thorough. Um, so a good proportion of sickle patients do develop chest crisis uh, in hospital while they um, uh, present with initially a pain crisis. Do you know one method um, or anything that we could do to try and prevent chest crisis when patients are admitted to hospital? Um, I think um, what I've seen during my time is that they give um, good pain control. Um, so often we need to ensure that these patients are immediately started on pain control as soon as they're admitted, as I think that's a big reason why they often go into crisis because they don't take deep breaths. Um, I know we also use incentive spirometers. So I know my consultants who I've seen them give that to all the patients and encourage them to do exercises with that. Um, and I think also that I think there's some medications that these patients can take if they have lots of crises. Um, I can't remember the name of the drug, 
but it's something that they take on a regular basis. Um, but I think this is something in a specialist centre um, where they take this to prevent further crises in the future. Okay, that's very good. Yeah, good pain control and incentive spirometry. Thank you. That's all for the station. Thank you very much.